0: Welcome to the Tailblazers Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Tailblazers Podcast. Now, uh, this podcast is a very special one because I'm joined by a special guest. I'm joined by my 11-year-old son, Freddie. We are currently on Dartmoor. And uh, and Freddie, what are we going out to do tonight?
1: We are going wild camping for a night.
0: We are going wild camping. And have you ever been wild camping before, Fred? Never. never. No. So Freddie has never been wild camping before. And it's a beautiful Friday night in June. And we are up to Dartmoor with all our gear. And we're going to head out for the moors and we're going to camp. Right. So um, Freddie, can you describe what you can see in front of you?
1: I can see a lovely valley. as the sun shining onto it. And quite a few tours looks
0: really beautiful yeah so we are uh, we are at Hol- holming beam which is kind of the entrance to the maryvale range and uh, there are a few tours up ahead that we can see there's lidford tour bear down tours to our right and at the moment it's a beautiful kind of green and coppery brown landscape isn't it it's absolutely beautiful and right through the middle of it there's this amazing river valley and we're hoping that we're going to find somewhere good to camp up there aren't we fred yeah so what things have we brought with us in our big bags then
1: we have bought um, a map, of course, to, like, direct us. Yep,
0: map is very important, so we've got a map and compass with us.
1: We've got food.
0: Yep, so, what, what have you got for dinner?
1: Um, I've got pasta bolognese and uh, Richard has got um, chilli and rice.
0: Yeah, so we've got our lovely boil-in-the-bag food that we're going to cook on our trangiers. Yep. We've got our tents. Yep.
1: We've
0: got our sleeping bags and our sleeping mats. Mm-hmm. Daddy's got a little hip flask of something strong in case he gets cold.
1: We've got lighters.
0: We've got lighters to light the transia. So, we are going to get our big heavy rucksacks on and we are going to walk off into this amazing landscape.
1: Yep.
0: So we will talk to you in a little while.
1: Yep.
0: Well, we have uh, started our walk now. We're probably halfway to Lidford Tor. We have just uh, come down the military road and now we're on the river Cowsick, which is quite a funny name. And uh, we're being observed by two mummy cows and two calves. So, if we wrap this up really quickly, then that's why. Um, so, we've got a little walk uphill now to get to Lidford Tour. And just beyond that, there's a wall. And that wall, at the moment, it marks the boundary. We have to get past that wall before we're allowed to wild camp. So, the bit we're on at the moment, we're not actually allowed to camp in. So, we're going to go a little bit further before we get to that bit. Freddie, what do you think so far?
1: I think it's been really good, like, it's been really beautiful so far, there hasn't been any problems, the sun's setting in behind us.
0: Yeah, we've got maybe a couple of hours until sunset, so we, we're going to try and get our tent up first, aren't we? Yeah. And then we'll take it from there and see how we're doing. Well, Freddie, we were talking in the car on the way up, and I had a question for you. Why do you think it's important for us to um, to come out and do things like this?
1: well it's good to just like let go of your worries and have fun and there's if you like come up with your just your mom or your dad like it's good to like father and son or mother and son bonding time
0: it is it's really nice to just kind of spend a bit of time with each other in the outdoors isn't it yeah well i mean it's a beautiful scene and we'd love to stop in and have a rest, but uh, the the cows are sitting down again, but they're watching us very carefully. So I think we're going to move on and we're going to head for Lidford Tour. So um, we will update you shortly.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's a little bit later. We are now at the top of Lidford Tour. Only about 50 metres from the wall, we've got to be on the other side to Wild Camp. Um, And it's really beautiful up here. We're kind of, we're getting towards the... The, the northern part of the moor that those of us that know Dartmoor well love so much. It's wild, it's exposed and beautiful. Some of the tours around here are massive. We've got, uh, we've got Great Mist Tour is just, just to our west, like a looming, like a great big shadow castle on the horizon. And then we've got Longerford Tour and Cityford Tour, just massive lumps of rock just sticking out of the hills. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, it's pretty wild, it's starting to cloud up a little bit and it's quite windy on the top here. Um, but we're really enjoying ourselves, aren't we, Fred?
1: Yeah, we are. It's been really windy, though, and it's quite cold. Yeah. It's getting colder.
0: Yeah, it is. So we're going to try and find somewhere to pitch our tent now. Um, and we're not allowed to pitch it just here although there's some amazing spots there's a beautiful spot we're standing just above freddie can you imagine if we could put yeah. a tent there but we, we're just not allowed to which is a real shame but we want to stick by the rules because we're good campers um so we're going to head a little bit further on onto where there's all this tussocky grass and just see if we can find a nice spot out of the wind just to pop our tent for the night Well, we have had quite an eventful walk, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we came to a big herd of cows on the path and we had to go cross country, which was not very good for Freddie with his gammy knee. Um, what else happened? We were at Lidford Tour, which was super and really windy. And now we've got to Devil's Tour and we had a bit of a tricky problem finding somewhere to put our tent, didn't we? Yes. And we, instead of choosing somewhere out of the wind, we've chosen somewhere that's nice and flat. So we're going to get a comfortable night's sleep, but it might be a little bit windy, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's pretty quiet now. And our tent is up. we got the co- poles mixed up, like you normally do when you haven't put a tent up for a while. So we had a bit of a struggle, didn't we? Yeah. But how are we doing now, Freddie?
1: Uh, we're doing Well. Getting ready for a good night's sleep. We've still got a few more things to do, like the trangia and others. Yeah,
0: we've got to cook our dinner, haven't we? Yeah. That's our next thing. But we've got our sleeping mats done. We've got our sleeping bags on the road all ready to go. We've got a super tidy and organised tent. Freddie's even got his torch by his by his head uh, when he sleeps. So that's going to be awesome. And, uh, well, what's the view like from up here, Fred? It's
1: really nice. You can see Around.
0: You can, can't you? And uh, the cloud is starting to come down. We had a nice view of Great Mist Tour earlier, but it seems to have disappeared now. There's a, like a big lump of cloud just covering the top of it. And all around us, I think all the colours are looking a bit muted. It looks like there's a bit of dampness in the air. So I don't know if there's a bit of fogs going to come down, perhaps. I'm not sure if we'll get a sunset tonight. But uh, but we have got a beautiful, beautiful spot to enjoy and uh, and to sit and have some dinner and to spend some quality time together, haven't we? Yeah. Anything else you want to add?
1: Um, don't think so.
0: No? Okay, well, we are going to grab our transier and Freddie's going to put it together because he's a little transier expert now. And uh, we're going to have our dinner. Um, nice boil in the bag, um, pasta for Freddie and some delicious beef, chilli and rice for me. Let's just hope that the beef, chilli and rice doesn't have any effect on my bottom okay. in this very small tent. Or it could be quite a smelly night. Okay, so we are going to try the food. So we've got our transiers out and honestly, but I take my transier everywhere. I absolutely love it. I've got a nice boil in the bag food by Wayfarer, which is a chili and rice. So all you have to do is have a pan of boiling water and you heat up the bag and you've got a lovely uh, warm meal inside. I'm just going to show Freddie what my chili and rice looks like. What do you think of that, Fred?
1: Oh, that looks good. Does it?
0: I mean, it's nice and hot. You could, um, you could use it as a hand warmer or you could, you know, use it to get your sleeping bag nice and warm. Let's see how this tastes. Well, that's pretty good, actually. That is pretty good, Wayfarer. Try some, Fred. I mean, I've I've had worse chilli con carne in pubs, I'll be honest.
1: Oh, that my, is good.
0: My only concern is I've got quite a big belly and, um, and I, I'm not sure this is going to fill me up, but... If you're an active mountain person and you have a normal sized diet, it's probably going to be pretty good for you. We're going to try Freddy's in a minute. Uh, Freddy has got a summit to eat pasta bolognese. Um, we've added the water to it, but it says you have to wait eight minutes for it to rehydrate. So we're about four minutes in. Um, so we're going to come back to that. And in the meantime, Freddy is going to watch me fill my enormous belly with chili and beans. Mmm, nom, nom, nom. Oh, that's amazing, Freddy. Oh, excuse me. Well, I've nearly finished my, uh, my chilli and rice now. So thank you very much, Wayfarer. Um, absolutely delicious. Very, very good chilli. Now, uh, Freddie is about to open, somehow, <laughs> his pasta bolognese, if he doesn't spear himself with the fork by mistake. So Freddy's going to give us his verdict on his pasta bolognese any minute now.
1: we <laughs> here, you pasta bolognese. <laughs>
0: Mm. What do you think, Freddie? Nine. Nine out of ten. Wow. So it could be better. What's missing?
1: Mm.
0: Very good, though. Nine out of ten is a great score.
1: Uh, the time. <laughs> uh.
0: <like> it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it would have got ten out of ten, but something to eat, man. Eight minutes eight minutes we've got to wait for this thing to rehydrate I don't know I don't know if a boy of 11 years old uh, can cope with that but nine out of ten hey that's pretty good we'd recommend your stuff Um, marvelous right well let's get eating Well that's dinner taken care of. Um, Freddie is now snuggling into his sleeping bag. It's probably about nine o'clock so we've got about 45 minutes I guess until the sun goes down. Um, but we're now pretty much at cloud base so um, there's a herd of sheep in front of me and I can see the fog is kind of whipping along um, the little saddle in front of me. Um, to the west of here everything's pretty much disappeared and i can see the the kind of the base of the the cloud is starting to come across uh and so soon we're gonna be we're gonna be in a cloud which is gonna be awesome uh not quite the beautiful sunset that we were hoping for not much chance of seeing any stars tonight i don't think um but it's still an awesome experience being up here isn't it fred yeah it is everything's gone kind of gray there's no colors in anything anymore and it just feels really, really wild.
1: Yeah, sure does.
0: How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling quite nervous because you never know what could come in the night, like um, especially on Dartmoor. Like there's wild cows and
0: yeah, horses. And... Yeah, we're both weirdly nervous about cows. I um I had an experience once on Dartmoor where um, a pony disturbed me in the middle of the night. While I was having a nightmare about ponies, and it's become a bit of a family legend. So I think um, I think we're like terrified of this like this p- pony that's going to come out of nowhere and do hideous things. But I think we'll be all right, Fred. We've got a good yeah. spot. It feels nice and calm. Yeah. And I think it's a really important thing to do, don't you? Yeah. Like I've really enjoyed coming up here, and we often come to Dartmoor as a family and yeah. we have walks. But it's quite nice to just spend a bit of time with Freddie. And just kind of have this experience together. I think it's really, really good. Now, I say that now if a pony comes in the middle of the night and stands on my tent and we have to run away screaming, I am gonna change my mind. Okay, Fred, should we leave it there for the evening? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's snuggle down. This has just been awesome. Um, We will talk to you again in the morning. Good morning, Freddie. Good morning. Did you sleep well? Yeah. Yeah? Feeling a bit tired? Yeah. Oh, bless you. Well, we've had a lovely start to our day on Dartmoor. We've had the most amazing sunrise, the golden sun peeping above the distant hills.
1: Uh, that's all right. No? All we can see it's just fog.
0: Yeah, actually. actually, you're right. It's been a classic Dartmoor morning start, hasn't it? Yeah. fog so um we're camped next to the rocks at devil's tor which are about 10 meters away and even they're a bit blurry because it's so foggy so we're waiting for the uh for the sun to burn off some of this cloud and then hopefully we'll get some nice views but we're just having a bit of a yawn and a bit of a wake up aren't we did you sleep well yeah yeah I still want to go back to sleep. You want to go back to sleep again? <laughs> well, I had a bit of a disturbed night because Freddie was fast asleep and having a nice snore, which was fine. And I got to sleep quite quickly as well. But about one o'clock in the morning, I got woken by a couple of large ruminants near the tent, which I think were probably... I think I think they were probably Dartmoor ponies, but they may have been cows. And they were eating the grass by the tent... And they were so loud. I think we must have picked the tastiest bit of grass on Dartmoor to pitch our tent on. Because they were going, hur, 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 And because they're quite big and they were really close to the tent, you start to worry a bit about whether they're going to step on the tent and things like that. So they kept me awake for ages and ages. And I think I didn't fall back asleep again until about half past three when they eventually moved on. But it was a good night. It's rained in the night, but our tent's kept us dry, hasn't it? Yep. So it's all really cool. So we're going to, Freddie's just going to have a little snooze, but we're going to have some breakfast and we're going to start to pack our things up ready to move on. We've had our breakfast now and uh, we're starting to pack up. Uh, we've left our tent up while we have a little walk because what's happening is as the sun is coming up and it's warming the landscape up, the base of the cloud is getting higher and higher. So where we had lots of cloud before we can see a bit more around us, we can see uh, higher white tour and uh, and the Hameldown Ridge and possibly Haytor and Rippon Tor to the east, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, closer we've got um, Longford Tor and Setterford Tor and all those like giants that I was talking a little bit about yesterday and, uh, and Lidford Tor and Beardown deck straight down to the south of us. To the west the cloud base is still there because a couple of the clouds are still higher but we can see Prince Town and we can see North Hesbury Tor where the mast would be and then shrouded in cloud is that really kind of famous castle shape of, uh, of Great Mist Tor. We just had a little walk this morning, we, um, it's only a few hundred metres away but we went to Devil's Tour itself and we had a little look at Bear Down Man. Um, The word man is an ancient Celtic word that means stone, so it really is bare down stone. And it's a a giant piece of rock that's just been left um, by ancient people in the landscape. It's a huge, maybe four metre tall slab of rock that's been stuck into the ground and nobody knows what it's there for. Um, So Freddie and I are sitting on a rock now and we're just watching this all unfold in front of us and, and waiting for a bit of sunshine to come through, aren't we Fred? Yep. Just sitting on the rock, listening to the sound of Skylarks all around. What do Skylarks do, Freddy? They
1: flap their wings wildly in the air, trying not to fall
0: to back down onto the ground. <laughs> yeah. We call them knackered birds, don't we? Because they always look really knackered. They're like flapping their wings. They go flap, 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 stir up in the air. And then they suddenly stop and they plummet towards the ground. And then just when you think they're about to hit the ground, they go flap, 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 flap. And they flutter back up again. Very funny. They sound beautiful, don't they? Really is the sound of Dartmoor, isn't it? Yeah. We've now left camp, we're on our way back to the car um, and on the way we've decided to take the route through the valley following the Calsic River which again I think is a great name for a river. Um, we come to a place called Broadhole, which is a place on the Litch Way so when people uh, died in some parts of Dartmoor they would bring their bodies and their coffins along this pathway and this is where they cross over the River Kalsik on their way to Lidford to bury their dead. Um, we also went past Lidford Tor last night, which you can see on top of the hill there, Freddie. Yep. Lidford Tor is another place where they would stop and they'd rest their coffins. So these are good places for us to stop and and grab grab some breath as well. It's been a bit harder going, hasn't it, Fred? This yeah. morning?
1: Yes, yeah, so it think? has. It's been quite. It was quite a steep way down back down the slope into the valley and. <laughs>
0: lots of tusky grass yeah. it makes it difficult to to find your feet and actually it's pretty dry up here at the moment but this valley is quite often really really wet we've walked over lots of big patches of sphagnum that are almost dry but um but most of the time when you come down here those bits are, are really really murky but it's a it's a beautiful spot and a beautiful day we're sat in the sunshine and the hills all around us so we can just see some of the tours poking up above the skyline and um and there's lots of, lots of Dartmoor ponies here with their foals. So we're being really careful to keep our distance, aren't we? And making sure that we don't disturb them. Yes. Lots of families down here by the river. Families of ponies anyway. Just uh, just chilling out and being very aware of us as we go by. So we're just sorting our clothes out right here, aren't we? Because it's getting warm. So we're taking a layer off. We're just going to have a little snack. And then we're going to go up the hill and back towards the car. Anything else you want to say, Freddie?
1: don't think so. No? Nope.
0: Good stuff. I'm going to help you to put that jumper in your bag now.
1: Yeah.
0: Very sadly, we are coming towards the end of our wild camp now. We've got an absolutely beautiful spot. It's so green up here in the, at the moment in the summer there's like a gentle wind blowing, the sky is starting to turn blue. It's just gonna be an amazing day on Dartmoor. It's a bit of a shame, actually, that we're turning around and going home, isn't it, Freddie?
1: Yeah.
0: But we've had a great time. We thought you might be interested in our top tips for wild camping. Now, the first one that I would say Talking to like the adults here if you're taking your kids while camping is like your preparation is super 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 important Make sure you do your research. There is a Dartmoor National Park map of all the places where you're allowed to wild camp Some people think you can just pitch up and camp anywhere on Dartmoor. That isn't the case There are certain rules as a code of conduct some landowners um, speaking of none in particular um, have restricted access to their lands they're not allowing you to wild camp anymore so like take a look at that map first and make sure you can you can find somewhere that you're allowed to wild camp and, uh, and get people's knowledge about good places as well you know you want to you want to you don't want to spend hours when you get up here trying to find a decent spot to pitch your tent because you've pitched somewhere that's got like really tusky grass or you've ended up in a bog that kind of thing so doing your research in advance is really important but also having those navigation skills and that kind of local knowledge to find a spot that you're that you're really happy with so that's my first bit of advice make sure you get your preparation right Freddie what's your first bit of advice
1: don't c- never carry too much it will just hurt your shoulders and w- waste when you're walking
0: yeah definitely so I absolutely agree with that is think about what you really really need and just bring that um, like people bring iPads while camping like what do you want a, what do you want an iPad for up here on Dartmoor you know so just bring the essentials bring the essentials of what you need if it's your first wild camp I would not advocate go out and spending like hundreds and hundreds of pounds on like really lightweight kits bring stuff that you have but make sure it's stuff that you're definitely 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 going to use like we didn't even bring a pack of cards or top trumps or anything because we knew that we'd get to our tent and we'd want to eat and go to sleep so um so minimizing the stuff that you bring is really important um Okay, good. Uh, next bit of advice.
1: Um, just have, go out there and just have fun.
0: Just have fun. That is probably the best bit of advice. Have you have you had fun, Fred?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, what's been the best bit for you?
1: Probably, uh going down up to a bear down uh, man. The uh, stone. yeah. The stone, stone was good
0: yeah fantastic so this morning we left our tent where it was we had a little bite to eat and then we had a little walk it wasn't very far was it it was only a few hundred meters but we went out and we investigated bear down man which is a standing stone near where we pitched our tent and uh, and that was a really really good thing to do fantastic I guess my kind of final bit of advice, um, and again, talking to the grown-ups, the parents, or um, whoever is the responsible person, that may even be the child. um, Like... Don't try to bite off more that you can chew if it's your first wild camp. That would be my other bit of advice, really. Um, make sure your child is like older for mature enough to cope with it. Um, you know, being in the middle of Dartmoor in a tent when there's, like, things snuffling around your tent at 2 o'clock in the morning and the wind's blowing and it's foggy, you know, it's not... You've got to make sure that whoever you're taking out is ready to to handle those things because you might be out of your comfort zone as well. You know, things might happen that you're not entirely comfortable with dealing with and if also you've got a a young person with you that isn't ready for that either then that can be it can be very challenging and it can be quite difficult and the last thing you want to do is have an experience that your child doesn't want to ever come out and do again um freddie said to me this morning when can we do it next and that that's what you want to go home with that you want to go home with right when are we going to do this again that's that's what you want to get um the distance that we've walked hasn't been very far so we could have done a really long and challenging route and Freddie's very capable of walking quite long distances uh, we've only walked about an hour and a half to get to our camp and an hour and a half back again and and to be honest that's been plenty with the extra kit um that you take while well, camping to what you take on a day walk um and again like you want it to be a positive experience you don't want to plan like a two or three hour walk and then it can end up taking four hours and you are putting your tent up in the dark and then you end up eating cold food and do you know what i mean it just ends up being a rubbish experience for everybody and you get back to the car and you go well we gave it a go but we don't want to do that again so i would keep it simple keep to an area that you know a really manageable distance and pick a beautiful evening like we did and just go out and have a great time Well, we really hope that you've enjoyed listening to our podcast. This is Rich and Freddie signing off. Um, Enjoy your own wild camping adventures and we hope to see you on a podcast very soon. Bye. Bye. Tailblazers is a community interest company set up to celebrate the folktales of South Devon and Dartmoor. For more information about us, please visit our website at www.tailblazers.org.uk. See you next time.